Welcome to Between the Waves, the podcast all about how to create sustainable mental health to help you find a little bit of space between your waves. Hey everyone, it's Hannah here and today I'm joined by Katie Phillips. Katie is a burnout expert, business mentor and crumpet lover, although I do love a crumpet. Uh, She burned out multiple times during a 15-year career in communications and project management, the last of which led to chronic anxiety and depression that left her ill for a year. Since recovering, Katie has dedicated herself to helping ambitious but overwhelmed humans and businesses to balance professional success and well-being through coaching, workshops and corporate training. Katie's also a mental health first aider and describes herself as the caring but firm friend that will help you find gentler, smarter ways of working that are right for you. Oh, I so need that. Welcome, Katie. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yes, good, thank you. As we were just talking about feeling slightly overwhelmed with everything, so I definitely need a firm friend to help me find a better way. Um, I'm here for you. Thank you. And I'm so (laughs) pleased that you're able to join me on the podcast and um, looking forward to hearing all about the work that you do. Um, So why don't we dive right in and you tell us a bit about your story? Oh, well, I think you gave it a nice intro just now. Yeah, basically around 2018, I had a pretty significant burnout that, as you mentioned, left me really sick for a long time. But I think that was just kind of where everything came to a head and my, say, challenges with work and my mental well-being started long before that probably when I was really quite young actually now you know looking back with hindsight I think I'd harbored a certain level of anxiety throughout school uh, you know very much high achiever took that into university um, you know wanted to do it all wanted great grades I wanted a great excuse me social life and just you know was just always striving to kind of be the best and then it was natural that as I went into the world of work that my attitude is pretty much the same you know typical answer is you know what's your biggest weakness oh I'm a perfectionist and I wore that with like you know as a badge of honor basically going in going into all these interviews and just set myself up for a massive fall um and basically overworked over promised stretched myself too thin trying to please everyone and anyone um, and forgot about my own needs and well-being in amongst all of that um, and just kind of cycled through the the, the burnout cycle as I call it and I, did, I didn't realize this until I had the the gigantic whopper of one in 2018 I just thought that was you know part and parcel of the working world you work hard you get tired you get stressed then you just try and get a new job with more money and you repeat the cycle over and over um, and then I crashed and here I am today, not doing that anymore, thankfully. Oh my gosh, you could just have been talking about my life right there. I mean, <laughs> exactly the same cycle. So so what do you do differently now then? How is your life set up to support you to not burn out? Oh, I think a big part of it is mindset in terms of I've learned to accept that my worth as a human being is not intrinsically linked to my productivity or my job title. Um And just like, you know, understanding that I'm a complete whole person and I can find fulfillment outside of the professional world is loads more to life than than what I do nine till five. Um, You know, mindset only goes so far. So on a practical level, um, I'm really kind of acutely aware aware of how stress shows up in my body. Um, Years ago, I 
probably would have known I was stressed when I was already past the point of no return, so to speak, uh, when I was already not sleeping, when I was already having digestive issues, when I was already in a rage, in a foul mood, um, that, you know, pretty obvious common signs. But now I know to look out for those. You know, my sleep's a little bit broken. Am I feeling a little bit more on edge? Maybe I'm like going to the bathroom more, like needing to wee more is a really like common thing for me when I'm a bit stressed out. Uh, And just like little things, like maybe an eye twitch, a stiff neck. Um, I I just know to catch those things early on. And rather than explaining them away with, oh, I'm busy or I'm tired or I've got a lot on, I really dig into why that's coming up, like what's happening to make me feel like that. And usually it's a series of tiny little things which on their own, just, you know, you wouldn't think anything of. But when they're compounded together, they start to take their toll on, on your well-being. So that's kind of like my first starting point. And just overall being a little bit gentler, planning less. It's my my biggest kind of change, I think, planning less and not pushing myself to to anything that's unhealthy that's making me feel exhausted or making me feel depleted, knowing when to stop. So saying no to stuff like saying no to myself primarily. I think that was one of the hardest things to accept, but definitely saying no, like boundaries generally, but specifically with myself not being so kind of cruel and harsh on myself and understanding that I don't have to please everyone else. I don't have to look after everyone's needs. I don't have to do everyone else's work for them um, and finding that balance as well. And how do you, I, I guess, how do you kind of balance that approach with the inevitable guilt that comes from being a people pleaser and actively not kind of not following through with your perfectionist tendencies in that area does that just is that sort of a peak when you first start and then you sort of work away at it it's just practice I think you know realizing that it's safe to do it so looking for evidence normally is um my kind of go-to if I'm feeling a little bit stressed am I feeling is is it is that uh situation a fact or is it something that I've kind of made up a fear in my head so I'll, I'll try and I'm just a little bit more analytical of of where I'm at and, and whether or not the guilt is anything that anyone else would notice. Like, is it real or am I am I creating a situation and feeding into my stress about feeling guilty? Yeah, I think looking for evidence is really important. So setting a boundary and and seeing did anyone care? You know, have you seen someone else set a boundary and how did you feel about that, for example, is a really good way of kind of keeping that that little guilty uh, voice um, quiet and just practicing it. And, you know, like anything, the more we do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah, definitely. And I guess by moving into kind of your own business and having a bit more sort of empowerment over your day-to-day life I guess all of that helps as well in terms of you can set your business boundaries a lot easier when it's your business yeah I think so but I also think that in the corporate world boundaries are much much easier to set than we think they are and I think that sometimes we assume that boundaries need to be like really bold and audacious and that they're going to you know make us stand out for being difficult or whatever and in reality they can be like really small little things that make a huge difference 
So for me, like for example, when I was in corporate world, I found my inbox and the constant instant messages, instant messages, sorry, really um just really distracting and, and quite overwhelming. Um and you know, I told you this for ages and eventually just thought, okay, I'm just gonna check my emails once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And it took me ages to pluck up the courage to kind of make this a thing. And I shared it with my team and they were like, oh my goodness, that's such a great idea. Thank you. We're going to do the same. Like, brilliant. Not a problem. Um, and I just kind of checked out of the instant messages and, and no, no one minded. It gave other people the permission to do something that they wanted to do as well, you know. So I think sometimes we can we can set those small boundaries that have a really positive impact and people will be on side. So whether you're in corporate or running your own business, I do think that small changes can really add up. Yeah, I agree. And I think we, I, when you're in a burnout loop, it's really easy to think about, oh gosh, I've got to change everything because nothing's working. That's why I'm burning out. Yeah. And it becomes this really overwhelming beast. Um, but those small changes, like you say, you know, they can, they can make all the difference on a, on a day-to-day basis. And it's the daily things that you do that add up to big change, isn't it? Exactly. Like really small, well-considered steps that are right for you can, can you know, it's like night and day um, between like feeling really strung out or actually feeling like you're in control and you've got enough energy to deal with everything that comes up in the day just by not constantly being in and out of your emails. You know, it's it sounds silly, but it really does make a difference. Yeah, uh, no, I totally, I totally agree. I was feeling really overwhelmed before the summer and so I just turned off notifications so the the emails tick in but I, I don't know because they don't you know that little box at the bottom of the screen with the please can you do this it doesn't ever pop up um and that exactly. makes my life a lot easier <laughs> yeah yeah just you know you can set aside time and that that then t- tells your brain that you're in control but it's not someone else putting demands on your time but you deciding as and when you've got the energy to go in and and tackle those tasks and you know the more we do that the more confident we get um and it it, you really really start to kind of gather momentum and feel much more comfortable setting boundaries because you'll have evidence that they work for you and they don't upset anybody else and that's what I meant by practice you just keep doing these small little things and then you know they start to have a bit of a snowball effect there's no quick fix for, for burnout. That's why it's so much better to catch it early on and make small incremental changes than it is to wait until you crash and burn, as I've done quite a few times, um, because the recovery is is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. And I saw something the other day, and it was it was two um, like fuel gauges like you get in the car, and, and one of them was at the halfway point, and it said, this is when you should be stopping to recharge and reset your boundaries. Yeah. And the other one was empty. And I said, this is when we actually do stop. And that really resonated in terms of burnout because we do, yeah. you know, uh, you know, in my experience, that's what I do. I work until I burn out and then I have to go through this big reset and it feels like a massive challenge. <laughs> yeah, completely. I think it's just, we don't, we're not shown any other way, are we? We're, we're told from such a small age, you know, keep going, plow all the way through school till the end of term and you'll have a big break so you know keep studying hard and you'll get it you'll, you'll, you'll get there and you'll have time to recover but that recovery time gets shorter as we get old you know it's a weekend or maybe a week or two away 
and and the intensity is you know significantly higher when we get into the working world and that that balance is isn't there so we do need to be stopping much sooner and really uh, like small regular breaks within our days within our weeks and within the month as well yeah definitely I was just reading about the concept of micro breaks in your working day like you know a few seconds to a couple of minutes of just stopping and I think that's so beneficial one little trick that I really like is to to change the meeting settings so you do like I think it's called speedy meetings on on if you're using google Um, and basically any half hour meeting becomes 25 minutes any hour meeting becomes 50 Um, and in theory we can usually always skim about 50 percent of our meetings away (laughs) And it just gives you a chance to like, you know, have a breather, reset, get up, have a stretch, pop to the ladies or the gents and, you know, take some time out. So you're not powering through your day without coming up for air. Yeah, definitely. And you can do that on Outlook as well. I've definitely seen that on the settings. Um, So whatever kind of medium you use, you should be able to do that. And that's really sensible just to give yourself a breath. You know, how, how many of us, especially over lockdown, have sat in meetings for 10 hours a day back to back and not 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 come up for air like you say yeah be bust be busting for the bathroom be desperate for a drink and we're just sat there you know meters away from from both of those things we would never do that in an office environment you'd always naturally be able to get up and walk between meetings you know it's we need to do it we need to be more conscious of it now than we ever were when we were in the normal office setting yeah definitely so that brings us really nicely onto your change one thing so instead of feeling really overwhelmed because you've completely burnt out and you feel like you have to change everything, what's one small change that people can make to help their mental health right now? I think the biggest thing uh, we can all do is let go of our kind of wonky help narrative. And by help narrative, I mean, let go of the idea that we can't ask for help, that it's a sign of weakness or that it's going to be a burden to other people. You know, people generally like to feel helpful and it also gives them permission to ask for help when they need it too so definitely letting go of the idea that asking for help or support is a bad thing and that you know that could be from a professional it could be from a coach it could be from a colleague or a loved one or it could be something like ordering in groceries so you don't have to you know negotiate time for that at the end of the working day just letting go of the idea that help is some sort of weakness I think is probably the biggest thing that we can all do for our well-being oh that's such a good recommendation yes I totally agree I find it really hard to ask for help um but it you're right it can be the small things like ordering in your your groceries or even just getting takeaway because you feel just too tired to cook totally like reducing that that kind of mental load so you know that once you you're done for the day you're really done for the day you haven't got to go and do another million tasks um, and, you know, another one is asking people in, in a professional environment that could be outsourcing if you're in a business or, or asking a colleague, but asking them if we can if you can delay things. You know, we often have this urgent end of the day tomorrow. But is it really urgent? Does it really have to be done by the end of the day tomorrow? And I think we we get sucked into the idea that we need to be like super efficient and super productive and it has to be done now, now, now. And quite often it doesn't. You know, what's the reason for it? And I think that kind of asking people to help you figure that out in work as well can be re- can be, you know, re- really uh, impactful. Yes, definitely. I really agree with that in the timelines. 
quite often I see people set a deadline for like last thing on a Friday. I'm like, well, what's the difference if I get it to you kind of 10 o'clock Monday morning? Because you're not going to have done anything with it. And that gives me an extra few hours to get something done. So I'm definitely, you know, feeling feeling comfortable having those people around you at work that you can just challenge that with um, yeah. and just ask those questions. That's, that's really good advice. Mm, oh. good. I'm glad it's helpful. <laughs> it's really helpful thank you so much Katie it's been really good to talk to you today and um I'm really looking forward to putting some of these things into practice and definitely now feeling like I need to go and eat some crumpets <laughs> oh yeah please do lots of salty butter they're my fave I'm going to go and do the same actually so we can have <laughs> crumpet off in totally part different parts of the world <laughs> amazing thanks Katie thanks Hannah take care thank you so much for listening today Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it's ready and to help other people find us. See you next time.